0: Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, a light-hearted podcast on a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through true crime stories to discuss an event that took place on This Week in History. I'm your host Mark Decano, and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester. Hello. And Rue Turner. Hello. So the date we're looking at this episode is the 21st of July and in 1924 teenagers Nathan Leopold and Richard Loeb stood in the dock at Cook County Criminal Court in Chicago to enter a plea in the crime of murder. They confessed to the killing of 14-year-old Bobby Franks, and everyone assumed they would enter a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity, but their lawyer knew they would face the death penalty, so he entered a plea of guilty, and argued for their lives. Hmm. So they definitely did it? They definitely did it. They confessed to it. And they're not mad. Yeah. But They're not mad. They're certainly dangerous. I'm
1: just thinking of the reasons why that... Would if in some ways when you in sometimes when you admit and confess and your plea is guilty bizarrely you you know can get a better deal. But Yeah, um, it's almost as if you're rewarded for not wasting the court's time. I know.
0: Yes. <laughs> well done.
1: It's utterly ridiculous, isn't it? It's fine. I I did all the moment. Oh, did you? Oh, well done for telling. us, actually. Oh, should we, <laughs> should, should we break for lunch? The yeah, <laughs> it's um. Is that what the angle they were, the lawyer was going for?
0: Basically, yeah, arguably. If they've said not guilty by reason of insanity, they would have to, A, prove insanity, and then, B, argue their lack of guilt to a jury. Of course. Their lawyer uh, decided, look, they're definitely going to be found guilty, and then they'll get the death penalty. The best thing I can do is get... Because they did it. ...plead guilty, and then, at sentencing, argue for a lesser sentence. So, speaking of someone
1: who has no idea about anything about this story yes well it's it's too early for me to ask what happened to them sorry I don't mean in the lead up to that I mean did it they all got killed sorry (laughs) but but I don't know I don't know I don't know what's going on who are (laughs) they I literally don't know who they are this is a single murder as well isn't it yes it's not the one that they got caught with this is just the only one they ever did and yes. they did it and they got caught and yeah. they admitted it yeah and they told every everyone not everyone the uh, the people who asked all the details and that in yeah. itself seems quite straightforward and simple yes. so hang on the only thing about the only thing about this is the notion of and this is me not knowing the end of the story is the notion of coming out with all the yes it's fine it's it's fine we we did it here's why we did it this is the reason we did it and we did it there there and then um and the result was guilty and the death (laughs) penalty, presumably (laughs) meaning presumably they thought well hang on (laughs) why do we bother doing that
0: but This is one of the, uh, this is one of those that comes under the heading of crime of the century. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it was referred to in the media at the time. So this is uh, 1924, Yeah, makes it to court. So Leopold and Lowe, they were teenagers, 19 and 18 respectively. And basically they were Nietzscheans. They believed in Friedrich Nietzsche's philosophies of like um, supermen. So uh, they felt that like societal norms and ethics didn't apply to them because they were above that. Okay. Their Intellectual superiority afforded them uh, a position above the law. In their opinion. In their they opinion. They should have gone into politics.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, Nietzsche says
0: out of chaos comes order. Where are we, where are we talking about in the world? This is in Chicago. Oh, oh right. So they were um, in, at university. They kind of bumped, bumped into each other before, but they really spent time together at university using this this concept, concept which uh, obviously went on to be used even more, and it's like this kind of, uh, this, this idea of intellectual or uh, racial or whatever, these other superiorities that obviously flourished in the 20s and 30s, as we know. Yep. So they thought, oh, what a brilliant idea. We're brilliant. And therefore, we're mm-hmm. intellectually superior. So, if we was to experiment by committing the perfect crime, no one would bat an eyelid. Because even if we were identified, the law law doesn't apply to us. So that was their experiment. They were going to break. They were going to commit the perfect crime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, in order to do that, they decided what they would do was they would kidnap and murder another teenager. That was the plan. And they spent seven months in planning and preparing what they were going to do and they pretty much straight away decided that bobby franks who was um the son of a wealthy chicago uh, watchmaker and Loeb's second cousin who lived across the street (laughs) perfect person to put their plan in action it could be the perfect crime
1: For, for people who spent so long planning this yeah. They've made all of the basic crappy mistakes <laughs> that the dumbest of criminals make when they do a murder. Yep. Uh, pick somebody you know who lives nearby, yeah. leaving yeah. evidence everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Just a, sorry, before you go on, were they you know, pre-murder and planning, were they alone in the, the route they were traveling down in the neat teachings of Nietzsche? Was it literally just them two, or was it a burgeoning movement? That they'd cottoned onto at college.
0: Well, Nietzsche was um, like a late 19th-century philosopher. He's, he was well known. This, as I say, his this, this crazy ideas were quite influential in the 20s and 30s. Hmm. Um, and they, he wrote a lot of philosophies, but the, the one everyone ever remembers is about you've got basically you've got the superior people, and then there's everyone else, which he referred to as like the, the botched. You know, yeah. there's, there's the masses, and then there's the people who are important. And he said that the people who oh are important the laws of the everyone else don't apply to them.
1: Oh, I mean, he's, you know, he's got a point. I don't mean, <laughs> I, don't mean I want to be one of those people. I mean, if it's just a commentary on social structure.
0: Yeah, but also he was German, you oh, know, yeah. and, and in a time when there was... And they loved that. They love all that stuff. It was, you yeah. know, this is a time of, um, you've had like Franco-Prussian war and you've had... Um, Parties parties, we had parties, lots of parties. Um,
1: And presumably, judging by their surnames, the Leopold and Loeb were immigrants from somewhere, or parents were.
0: Uh, The family, uh, the family of Leopold was German-Jewish immigrants. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he he would have grown up in Chicago. Yes. Loeb's father was Jewish and his mother was Catholic. He used to be um, vice-president of Sears and Roebuck. You know, the big, big American, like, retailer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Loeb's father was, was, was he used to be the vice president. He's retired. So they're very wealthy. Both of them very wealthy. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Nathan Leopold's middle name is Freudenthal. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have thought he'd have been a Freud.
0: So it'd be Freudian, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's literally his middle name.
0: Freud, who is he? Yeah. Nietzsche, by the way, he, uh, he went mad. They say he went mad, but, I mean, he sounded like he was mad all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> he just started off that way. But basically, yeah, he was um, committed. I think. So the plan. Yes. This is, this is what happened. This is what their crime. Their crime was. Why did they? Why did
1: they have to go to that very very extreme thing to plan? Why couldn't they have gone via uh, running for mayor or you know just <laughs> <What>? something <laughs> slightly low lower brow? Because because running for mayor is on the way to murder. <laughs> oh, I know. So you start off. It's, a game it's game like, you, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't. When you want to go and be an accountant, you go. You don't go via lion taming. No. You <laughs> You work your way. Up. What, what do they work their way up? Banking.
0: Through <laughs> banking. <laughs> you
1: you come together. All right, fine. You find a like-minded chap whose surname. Hey hey bro. Uh, surnames begin with the same letter. <laughs> Let's hang. <laughs> and then you you go, do you fancy a beer? And you, actually, have you got, what are you doing tomorrow? Do you fancy meticulously planning a murder of the kid opposite? Yeah, I'll <laughs> well, go on then. As, as opposed to, do you want to, I don't know, make some bunting for the, <laughs> for the next mayoral campaign as an intern?
0: Yeah, well, it's an option. They went straight for the big one. But yeah, because they are intellectually superior in their eyes. Mm. Look, we're not going to stand so. around with nicking a cup of tea. I don't know how you'd do that. I yeah, suppose, but uh, nicking a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> we're not yeah. going to Nick's sweets. We're going yeah. to go straight for the... You know, Actually, it's either they're going, they're going, going to be a bank Nick, robbery or
1: a murder. Nicking a cup of tea in the UK will get you life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And also, in that, what did you say, it took them... They planned it for seven months. Yes. Um, and at no point in that seven months did either go... Do you know what should we just do something different they were let's, on it let's prove our intellectual superiority at debating club <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah at college
0: they think they already think they're better than everyone else yes. what makes you think that it's they like would so, question their own decisions
1: it's all right fine you think you're intellectually superior it's like you don't actually have to prove it to yourself by murdering someone but <laughs> If only
0: you'd been there at the time to talk I'm yeah. aware
1: that <laughs> this is why we're talking about it because two nutters <laughs> <just> self <laughs> self awarded themselves those titles and then yeah. more than adequately proved their lack of intellectual superiority. Oh, oh yeah, 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 stupid idiots.
0: <laughs> but let's put it this way: for some, considering they spent seven months planning the perfect crime. Yes. Yes. It was. They were picked up very quickly after it was committed. Were they really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Have we got to the crime? Well, I'm bit. going to tell
0: you what the crime. What happened? What they did. Okay then. 21st of May, 1924. Yep. They rented a car and they saw Bobby Franks um, walking home from school and they offered him a ride.
1: I'm surprised they didn't take a car or steal a car or no. because renting a they car, car was a car. money giving money to the man. Well, not only that, but assuming their actual level of intelligence, they probably did it in their own names. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. And why didn't they go, there's the best car in town. We're taking that because we yeah. are <laughs> the best. But, oh, no. Hi. um, Hi, is that Hertz? Yeah, have you got a mid-range sedan? Or go to another <laughs> town and steal a car. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I've cut in on the first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> has, has this has this car got bloodproof seat covers? Uh, As yeah, it turns out,
0: exactly. no. And again, they offered Bobby a ride home in this rented car, um, yep. but at this point, they were less than two blocks from his house. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. A ride home Perfect. over there. Do you? Well, house.
1: the only thing about that is, is it's nineteen. I don't know how rich or whatever. Bobby was, but it's 1924 and there wouldn't have been, you know, a ca- to some people, a car would have been, oh my God, a car, as opposed to,
0: Oh no, no not I all. live there. <laughs> not at all. No, they were all relatively well off. So, yeah, I mean, they were, oh, okay. car, no, having no. a car was not exciting. Not a prop. Apparently, and this is according to their confessions, Loeb sold Bobby Frank, so he wanted to talk about a tennis racket. That he saw Frank's using and um, invited him into the car to talk about that while they drove to the house. Some of the men told me that uh, you're quite a tennis player. Now, after this point, it gets a bit foggy. Are because... you going to.
1: Sorry? What are they going to talk about? A, tennis, a racket. tennis racket? Yeah. How long is that conversation going to last?
0: Well, just to <laughs> the end of the block where he lives. Yeah, oh, right. depends how nerdy
1: you are about tennis rackets. Yeah. <laughs> Got this tennis racket, have you?
0: <laughs> we're here <laughs> Now what happened next is interesting Because later on They both said that they were driving And the other one
1: They blamed each other for the being the driver Yeah, yeah.
0: Said so I didn't do it I was driving Oh right Yeah 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 mm-hmm. So basically Franks was hit Several times in the head With a chisel I thought, I thought you were going to say A tennis racket <laughs> No Okay. And, and this was planned <laughs> like. This was planned yeah, this is what they
1: chose to do. Oh, a chisel, yeah. that's the a best, chisel. most perfect tool for the chisel. job. Yeah, oh, wow. seven
0: months in planning. Let's use a chisel. No, <sighs> not the handle. <laughs> the one that, yeah, because of all the of all the uh, implements in the game of Cluedo, yes. that's the one yeah. that everyone goes, you
1: know. It's, actually got, it's got a really small blade. I mean, if you do it of a downwards, you know, that's... Yeah. It's not much of a stabbing tool. Is it? no. i what mean, are you talking yeah, about a, sharp, a Yeah, true. Yeah, a sharp <laughs> trizzle is is like a razor blade. But yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, I wouldn't want to be bonked by one. No,
0: I think we're missing <laughs> the point.
1: Here. I'd, did he ever like you know when you get you put your face up against a tennis racket and it's like, and then you take it away and it's like you've got. I don't know. <laughs> you've got, <laughs> you've got <laughs> fishnets on the well, like, head. Like when you fall asleep in a in a sports cupboard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who <does that? laughs> Who's ever done that? Well, yeah. how, how else do you end up <laughs> pressing a tennis racket to your face? Well, you just, just, put, you just the put it on your face. You don't go and For fun. fall well, asleep. from having to too many glasses of
0: champagne and strawberries and falling asleep in the what? sports
1: cupboard that, at Wimbledon. That's too... Uh,
0: <laughs> Which of those is weirder? Falling asleep in a cupboard of sorting equipment or just holding a terracotta against your face for a fun... Hang on, are you saying you've done that? No, no, I'm not saying no. I've done either of no, those no,
1: no. Are you saying you've done that, Rube? No. What are you talking about, then? Falling asleep in a bloody sports cupboard. I was trying to imagine how one might be in a situation where you end up with a tennis racket pressed to your face. You just <laughs> you just have one and put yeah. it on your face. In Jed's house, you just press it on your exactly. face. Exactly, you just hold it against your face. <laughs> now, I just need to get find some sort of cupboard that houses sports As one equipment. does.
0: Specific, well, a room, <laughs> no. A cupboard. Why a room? A, a kind of, Why a room? Yeah, exactly. well, you don't have tidy your sporting equipment away into a cupboard.
1: Sports cupboard.
0: You must have the wealth of Leopold and Lowe but if you have a room just for tennis rackets, <laughs> I think we're focusing on the, completely the wrong element of this whole story—the tennis racket. Isn't that the point of this podcast? <laughs> Welcome to Rapid Folk. After the cupboard with you now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, ridiculous. I'll I'll lend you a tennis racket. You can try it. Ah, it, you're all right. <laughs> It's like you've got, um... You know Zig Zig Sputnik... <laughs> <laughs> ...had fishnets on their head? Yes. And, uh Who else did like that? Like Pussy Riot. Like yeah, 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 exactly. It's like it's a bit of that, if you hold it quite close. I don't know why I'm holding my yeah. hand up against my face. He had tights on his head.
0: No, he didn't have tights. He was gagged. He didn't have tights on his head. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm sorry, I was referring to the crime. No, I'm talking the about the lead
1: singer of Zig Zig Sputnik. <laughs> Yeah, tights on his head. I won't remember anything about this crime, but I do remember that.
0: But you remember Zig Zig Sputnik had tights on his head.
1: He got hit by a chisel, you say?
0: So Franks was hit by a chisel several times. He was dragged into the back seat Was, and he, gagged. was
1: he using a wooden mallet at the other end, which is the correct hammer to use with <laughs> a chisel? Not a... What was the other one? Hammerhead.
0: You can't use a wooden hammer with a chisel, that's insane. Yeah, you can. You're just basically, No, you'll just put chisel-shaped marks in the no, 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 wooden...
1: no That you use the wooden mallet no, no, on the wooden handle. You the, you get, you hit the blunt ends together. together.
0: You use a rubber mallet.
1: Rubber? You use a wooden one. Yeah. If your chisel has got a wooden handle, you can use a wooden yeah. mallet.
0: Yeah, wooden <laughs> mallet.
1: Or, admittedly, a rubber one.
0: You, yeah, use a rubber one, because you get more impact on it than you run with a wooden one. I think,
1: anyway, I still don't know what happened. Happened.
0: <laughs> anyway, he died. Oh, okay, right. So that's part A of the plan. Part A sorted. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. They've managed to hire a hire a car. Yeah, great. They've managed to Kill abduct someone. someone who lives nearby that they are related to.
1: <laughs> With the cunning classic ruse of saying, "Do you want to look at my tennis racket?" Yeah. yeah.
0: So while they've got the body in the back of the car, they drove to Wolf Lake which is uh 25 miles south of chicago yep we got to get rid of that guy
1: okay well, at least they went a little bit out of town that's yeah that's true yeah
0: in order to cover up who it might be to um, obscure the body yep. they disrobed him sure. threw away the clothes and they poured hydrochloric acid on the face oh god to remove the features all right Wow, and on his genitals. Why? What? Because he was a Jewish boy, and he wanted to cover up
1: uh, evidence of that. Why? But is, isn't that kind of one of those absence of the evidence proves it? Do you know what I mean? if you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remove someone's genitals, then there's obviously something Hang about the genitals a which a is worth noting. Yeah. And there's very little worth noting about genitals other than involuntary mutilation by your parents. Yeah. (laughs) If um, I, that's obviously a very extreme way of doing it, but the acid thing, but if I'm trying to picture what, I don't know, how quick or what they would be looking at when when they did the pouring, would that, what would happen if you- Hopefully where they're pouring. What would happen? What would happen if you pour that on someone and meaning, literally in front of your eyes, would it?
0: Yeah, it would start to smoulder and dissolve.
1: Yeah. yeah, like immediately. It would smoke and burn. Yeah, smoke and burning. Yeah, depending on concentration. Mm. And
0: hydrochloric acid is the type of acid you have in your stomach, isn't it, to break down? Mm. Is it organic matter? And you would. So do... it'd be like the fly.
1: You dissolve, would you? Yeah. yeah, it'll burn and melt, mm. would you? Mm. Not very nice, is it? It'd be pretty smelly too. Would it? Yeah. Mm. Like.
0: Yeah, it'd be burning. Kicks off a there. lot of smoke. Putting acid
1: on meat. Not that I've done Yeah. Either. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. So the nearer lake. Done the acid. Mm. Chucked his clothes.
0: They went to a, a culvert by the railroad track. What's that? So which is like um, it's like a little underground, like a water draining.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a very specific thing—a culvert. Is it like um, a sports cupboard? <laughs> <laughs> one of them. It's absolutely nothing that's like that. Quite one. specific. Oh, I'm sure you could find. A tennis racket in one culvert. Yeah, it's the cul- culverts are just for getting water like around an obstacle.
0: Yeah, so that it will drain mm. away.
1: Yeah, I quite
0: like it's quite a good
1: word. Cul- yeah, it's, a, it's a, a lovely word.
0: If you've ever seen like a pipe opening out into a a, a lake yep. or a river or something, an open that would be considered a, a kind of a culvert. Okay. Or it might be like by a roadway or a railway yeah. and you want the water to drain away and not um, smother the road or the rail yes. You'd have yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a culvert installed
1: so the water drain away Yeah, like a little tunnel under the road yeah. That would be the culvert Culvert They took what was left there. there Yeah. Yeah. it okay. there Yeah, that- I'm guessing they were thinking that animals and pests would just clean it away Yeah, yeah. probably you just leave it where it can't be seen but where it is still exposed to the outside world although and it's the water will wash the bits away and the animals will tear it to pieces i don't know over a long period of time presumably. i only think that this extended planning that they did had yeah reasoning behind it
0: yes so that yeah so by the time they drove the 25 miles back to chicago franks had already been identified as a missing person God. <laughs> I did they hang on to the body, or did they just pretty much, like, kill him and drive him? So They waited till night-time, but they had to drive right. 25 miles, but...
1: Yeah, OK, basically. it a while. He was on his way
0: home from school.
1: Yeah, so he would have him been him missing up. fairly quickly after he'd yeah. not got home from school.
0: Exactly, yes. So, Nathan Leopold phoned up Bobby Frank's mum. He yeah. gave a false name, at least.
1: Oh, right, yeah, yeah.
0: He said, I'm George Johnson. He said, Franks has been kidnapped, and a ransom will follow.
1: Right. <laughs> Did she pick up the phone and say, Chicago 7? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Would there
1: have been loads? My, have been my t- uncle had a phone number like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Ealing 4. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely Sorry, was. Because he was the fourth person in Ealing to get a telephone. No, but uh, her, his phone number was not it Ealing four. town,
0: not the... Yeah. No, it, it wasn't. It,
1: you, would, you would pick up the, the phone, get the operator and go
0: Ealing 4. <laughs>
1: No, I think Ealing would rep- be represented by whatever, three numbers or something in numerical code. it was, oh, random. Yeah, but <laughs>
0: just random. Just you don't believe it. No, doesn't no. Mean because I would
1: might have pretty sure long long time ago my parents would say Richmond 2758. <laughs> um, meaning <laughs> Absolutely. Meaning yeah. Richmond had a lot more phones than Ealing did. Well, I, I yeah, you know, uh, it was later. The telephone number for Twickenham is eight nine four, yes. and that's because eight and nine and four are T W I on the telephone. If you have an alphanumeric key, keypad, oh right, okay. So in the early days, they would all be. that like I was eight nine two. So what does that mean? Uh huh. Well, it covered the same area as eight nine two, eight nine four, eight nine eight, and there was another one. As well. I think there was all sorts. Oh eight, but, oh, yeah. eight nine eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no it was before that.
0: <laughs> we had 890. Eight, oh, was uh, yeah. You had eight nine zero. Oh? Yeah. Oh, anyway. All sub boroughs in the Greater Twickenham area. Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah. Right. So he's just phoned her, My, but kids just phoned mum. Yeah.
0: Then, having phoned her, yep. they mm, <laughs> they sent a typed ransom note in the post. Sure. Okay. In the post. Yeah. Burned their clothes. Yep. Cleaned uh-huh. the rented car.
1: Cleaned it, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then
0: played cards. <laughs> and then did what? Played
1: cards? And and then played cards. OK. And of course, neither of them had an alibi at this point. No. Because that's your first thing to sort out, isn't it? Yeah. I was playing cards with it. Rock rock solid
0: alibi. So the next day, when the Franks family received the ransom note, bearing in mind they posted it the night before. Yeah, That's say, pretty good yeah. posting. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We received this this morning. As you can see... It is a ransom note.
1: But there was two or three posts a day. Yeah, back in and the day, about three roads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chicago B.
0: <laughs> Once they got the, the the letter, what they did was they Leopold he phoned again and gave the instructions for the ransom payment. Now it gave him apparently quite a lot of direction, and the person, the member of the Frank's family who was going to deliver the ransom, forgot the address. Straight away. So it didn't go and pick up the rest of the directions. Okay. How much how much were they asking for? Ten thousand dollars ransom they were asked $10, for. Ten thousand dollars. Seems a bit low. Twenty well, ninety twenty four dollars. Oh yeah. Forgot. Hundred thousand? We we're going for a hundred hundred thousand,
1: Rue. Hundred thousand? You can't say the same as me. <laughs> oh, no, I thought that was what you were saying. It was you have a guess. Um 10, 000, 1920s, Hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have 150,000 as well.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, then you're both incorrect. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's 100 roughly 170 or a little over 170,000. Okay.
1: wow. In modern modern parlance, they're still kind of opening themselves up to suspicion, <laughs> I would argue, by doing yeah. that, by doing this method of phoning up the family and demanding money.
0: Yeah. In fairness, it's not unusual for someone to commit the crime of murder and sure. then afterwards try and get the crime of yeah kidnapping instead. I mean it's it, kind of
1: a way of deferring so right. the crime discovery, isn't yeah, it? I
0: thought it that yeah. way, you just sort
1: of give people a little bit of hope they think he's still alive and then they're negotiating with the ransom sure, yeah, rather yeah. than yeah. wondering whether he's alive or dead. Because you I, assume he must be still alive because they're asking absolutely. for a ransom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: And the longer it takes for the body to be discovered the less likely it could be identified.
1: Hmm. Uh, I don't
0: okay. know if you thought about that, but it is an option. Um,
1: yeah. Well, oh, they must have. It took so long to plan.
0: Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> now, they gave the, the directions for they're going to say you take it to here, get the next set of directions, take it to here, get the next set of directions. But they, the family member taking the money to the first location, forgot the location, yes. so it didn't get yes. far enough to deliver the ransom. Okay. And then I'd have written it down. But carry on. Yeah. But after that, oh, yeah. Frank's body was found. Oh wow! <laughs> In a <laughs> so. <blind. laughs> That's what, quite during the it? delivery of the ransom, they found the body. Yeah, wow. Um, so they abandoned the. Obviously, they abandoned the ransom. You order. mean you mean a body? No, they identified the body.
1: Oh God! Wow, oh, that's good. That's pretty good. Despite work, having a melted face, oh. melted genitals, and no clothes. Yeah. And twenty-five miles away. Yeah. In a. True yeah. culvert. Yeah.
0: This is the best example of police work we've discussed to be honest is it really (laughs) there's like found Uh, that's not saying much (laughs) yeah that's exactly is what i'm saying normally it's like what are you doing but uh yeah Yeah. so basically it's the next day effectively what's the time oh i was going to say what's the time it's literally the next day yeah that's very good
1: (laughs) so obviously they picked the wrong culvert yeah, yeah, yeah. They were either very unlucky, or that's just the wrong culvert. They should have been <laughs> watching culverts for the last seven months. They didn't,
0: they didn't stake yeah. out some culverts. That's what. It was probably...
1: Yeah,
0: their culvert was was not covert. Hey, <laughs> there it is. So Leopold and Loeb, they uh, the typewriter that they used, they smartly destroyed that.
1: Get rid of that machine.
0: Got rid of that. Oh yeah. And <laughs> acid, acid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they used it by throwing it through a police station window, I assume. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, and they, they, the blanket that from the car that they'd used to move the body, they, um, they burned, and then they just sort of carried yeah. on like nothing had happened. Okay. So now the police, Chicago police, are looking for. They're offering rewards. They're looking for information. But Leopold, because he knew the victim, he was happy to mm-hmm. talk to the police and the reporters, and he would sort of theorize on what might have happened. Uh, you know. Okay. And he, um, he said, he's quoted as saying to a detective, if I were to murder anybody, it would be just such a cocky little son of a bitch as Bobby Franks. <laughs> God right oh Brilliant. okay yeah well uh, i didn't
1: do it but if i did do it it would have been him <laughs> I
0: definitely murder him. him yeah but oh, also okay then another small break in the case um in the culvert there were a set of spectacle eyeglasses which yep. <laughs> they had an unusual hinge on these glasses that only three people in the whole of chicago <laughs> had on their glasses um including leopold right <laughs> Glasses! Oh no, where are my glasses? Yeah, these were
1: a very expensive, custom-made pair of glasses. Yeah, right. Of okay. real tortoise shell. So they can identify something on the glasses, and then somehow, a glasses expert said, "You can only buy those there," and we've only sold three. And he's, and one, he's of one of them. And he's one of them. Yeah, he yeah. who
0: who All knew right. the victim, and, and yes, and he would have he killed would him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Would love to murder them. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so on May wow, wow. on May the twenty ninth, this is eight days after the yeah. after the abduction, they were called in for questioning by the police. Sat down formally in, in interview rooms. Yep. And they said that on the night of the murder, they had used Leopold's car. They picked up a couple of women and they dropped them off near a golf course. Oh, yeah. Later on and they didn't know what their surnames were, so they couldn't identify who they, these, these alibis women were. They just gave mm-hmm. the names of two women.
1: No, meaning it couldn't be corroborated by...
0: By the some women, women, some women,
1: yeah. Yeah, sure. This yeah. ironclad alibi. Yeah,
0: yeah. This ironclad alibi. But unfortunately, yeah, their yeah. ironclad alibi was... <laughs> or <laughs> tissue-clad alibi was, <laughs> was yeah. broken wide open when the police asked Leopold's chauffeur about whether they'd taken the car out, and he said, no, I was repairing it at the time.
1: <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, because he didn't know anything about it. So why
0: would he... Not only did they not drive it, yeah. I was looking at it because it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You could see why their their intellectual superiority was... It <laughs> yes, uh, fell apart was, a bit. Uh, yeah, it fell apart. It called into question. They also found the... About a week later, they found the typewriter they'd gone to such pains to destroy. Okay. <laughs> How is that destroyed? They found it in a lake. They dumped it in a lake right. and it was okay bad. So they just got it wet. They got it wet. The, uh... So, pretty soon after that, Loeb confessed. He said Leopold okay. it was all Leopold and he just drove the car. And of course, Leopold then immediately confessed, saying exactly the opposite. That he drove the car and Loeb was the killer. Of course.
1: Yes, naturally.
0: But they both said that it was because of their Nietzschean beliefs. Leopold had said as part of his confession that he he was interested in learning what it would like to feel like to be a murderer, and he was disappointed right. that he felt the same as always.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. That's the trouble with psychopathy. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't get that fixed.
0: Then it would go to trial. So this is where we, sure. we we came in. Now, what I said at the... We started, yeah, yeah. What I said at the beginning was, bear, bear in mind, it, I say going to trial, but, of course, it's not trial, is it? At the hearing, they both pleaded guilty. And this is part of their lawyer's strategy now. Their lawyer was one Clarence Darrow. Mm. Now, Clarence Darrow uh, was a very well-known, famous defense attorney. He would really become even more famous the following year, 1925, when he was part of the Scopes trial, where the teacher was prosecuted by the state for teaching evolution. Do you remember that case? The monkey trial? Oh,
1: God. Oh, (laughs) is that the French monkey?
0: No. no, that's the monkey they hanged in Hartlepool for being a spy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I was confusing the two. But <laughs> we
0: should we should talk about that. That's we hilarious. Should, yeah, we should. Yeah. yeah
1: we well, should. We short? he's
0: short. it's hairy. He can't speak English. He must be a French spy. <laughs> for t- teaching the, evolution. Teaching evolution. Yeah. Oh, God, that's that's awful. I think and... in that case, Darrow lost the case, and the teacher was given a small fine. That story yeah, yeah, yeah. is the the story that the play Inherit the Wind is based on. Huh. Uh, okay. Scopes trial. Um, so Clarence Darrow, this is the year before that. He was called in to be Paul, defense. Paul Darrow. Paul, no relation, sadly. The great, the great <laughs> Paul Darrow. He was, he was defense. Yeah. He was a defense. He was paid seventy thousand dollars to defend wow. Leopold and Loeb. My God, God.
1: So he got seven times the amount that they were holding a ransom for.
0: Yeah. As his salary. In fairness, he's he's and, going to put more and work he in. said. Well,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. He is, yeah. And he said plead guilty lad
0: yeah because as i say he uh he contended that if they put in that they're not guilty a plea of not guilty for whatever reason they would then have to prove not guilty by that reason the insanity or whatever <laughs> and they that would not happen they would definitely get a guilty verdict if they get a, if the jury gets a guilty verdict they're going to get the death penalty now he was a big opponent you so may as well speed it up lads. yeah he, he opposed the death penalty so he figured if they put in the plea of guilty and then he could argue it down to life imprisonment. That was the best yes, course of action. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. That was his. That was his theory. Now, seventy thousand um, dollars, just for reference, is the equivalent of about one point one million today. Oh, wow, well. Wow. At the time. Well done to him. At the time, there was a rumor that he was getting a million dollars for the trial, but it wasn't. It was way off. It was seventy thousand. But by today's standards, yeah, it's one point one. Yeah. One. He is getting a million. He is getting Wow. Standards. So there's no trial because they plead guilty. Sure. Yeah. 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 So
1: you do how, how does it work or how did it work back then you just you have a whatever month recess for a month or whatever and then someone comes up with the
0: yeah there's what
1: they, they're going to be awarded prison or death or
0: yeah what it is is that you've got um, you put in the plea but generally you if it's not guilty then you'll have a trial but then you get a verdict verdict in this case is guilty because they plead guilty then you would basically have a sentencing hearing to determine your sentence Mm. and then you can argue you know, why this, why that, normally that that would be concluded in a day this sentencing hearing went for 32 days. Wow (laughs) Just witness after (laughs) witness after witness, psychiatric testimony, mitigation expert witnesses Right, I see what you mean, yeah, yeah I thought we'd already determined
1: at that point that they're not mad
0: (laughs) Yeah (laughs) But they, they all d- defence there, there was a lot witnesses? Of, there was a lot of defence, yeah. It was nearly all defence, in fairness. Right. But um, sure. they would talk about everything from childhood neglect to dysfunctional endocrine glands. Any, anything that mm. they could possibly throw into the mix Literally would lead to yeah, yeah. delusions of this intellectual's leeching superiority idea. And uh, Darrow, at the end, he, gave, he concluded with what's been referred to as the finest speech of his career. It's called the masterful plea. And it was 12, 12 hours long. Is that, well, that well, can't well. have
1: been delivered in a single day or in a single standing? So, I mean, he can't have got up at eight o'clock in the morning and put <laughs> the full stop started. on at eight o'clock at night.
0: <laughs> I don't, I, honestly, I don't. You might have done. He well, may well have, yeah, concluded the next day. I, I know it's, I know it's five to four, but I'm about to start what could be a 12 hour closing yeah. on. Shall we start tomorrow, or first thing, or shall I just give you the gist of it Good now job. and then?
1: <laughs> come back to it. good job i wasn't in the uh in the
0: would there have been a jury no no, there, no there jury didn't. no no would there I be no public gallery? I, uh there would have been a gallery uh, yeah
1: probably yeah good job i wasn't the judge because i would have my mind would have wandered <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's he
1: what do you say after about yeah, it's,
0: surprising. <laughs> it's surprising he was allowed to continue oh, for that whatever you can't uh i suppose it was still all in their defense and if it was, it's his closing argument as well. It's not like you can say, you know, redirect. <laughs> it's not a trial. Sure, yeah, yeah, It's his closing argument. It, basically, he was pleading for their lives, basically. He was saying, you know, they're young yes. and stupid on the one hand. And on the other and hand, capital it. punishment is a horrible thing. So you can't, you know, very much uh, railing against capital punishment. was the yeah. gist of it. So the judge decided that they would both get life imprisonment plus 99 years for the kidnapping he um he did what he
1: set out to do basically yes. to downgrade it to tons of pri- i mean yeah i mean i'm not suggesting i would choose the death penalty over prison for the rest of my life yeah. but I'd, I, let's face it that would would have been the only other option but i mean it's not the greatest uh, i mean you murdered someone so you know what do you expect but it's it's not the uh, how and they were 18 at the time yeah 18 and 19 so yeah, just kids really. Yeah, sure.
0: I mean, it's a 32-day hearing and a 12-hour speech. I mean, at some point you might have wished they had got the death penalty. God, <laughs> <laughs> Be I mean, exactly, yeah.
1: <laughs> bludgeoning your own head against the desk. Yeah. In
0: 1936, Albert Loeb was attacked by another inmate with a with a razor, yeah. and he was taken to the hospital and died from the wounds he got 50 oh, okay. knife cuts on him
1: hmm. so he was about 30 by then
0: yes so he died in prison age 30. yep uh now leopold he was paroled in 1958 after serving 33 years wow really yeah meaning he got out he got out
1: i bet he had 20 years sleepless nights after yeah his mate had been killed
0: hmm yeah well Loeb apparently might have propositioned James Day the man who assaulted him might have taken offense yeah. that's the suggestion
1: because it was it, oh, okay. it was um found on the like at the time to be a defensive attack yeah even though day didn't receive a single injury yeah <laughs> and Loeb received 50 cuts idea. including a fatal well, pretty fatal mm. slash across the throat from behind. Yeah. Very fatal. It was, so, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: It was alleged that uh, Day had rebuffed Loeb's advances, but it's more likely that it was the other way around than that Day killed Loeb because he refused Day's advances. Not. Yeah. That's the likelihood. Yeah. But Day. we don't know for sure because only the two of them were there. So Leopold, he, um, he became a medical technician at a, hosp- a hospital in Puerto Rico. Really? Wow. He died at the age of 66 in... 1971, from um, a diabetes-related heart attack. Wow. He wrote a lot. He wrote about um, the birds of Puerto Rico. Did he continue his thoughts on higher, higher intelligence? No, no, he didn't. He did write about... Nip that in the bud. Yeah. He wrote an autobiography called Life Plus 99 Years, which came out in 1958. Yep. Apparently, he used that account to try and help with his parole campaign. But it's basically... Yeah. Basically, he didn't talk about the murder in it. He talked about himself. And, <laughs> okay. you know, so, so it's kind of... Everyone sort of thought, well, yeah, this is a bit... You know, he's covering up his, his uh, past and trying to make a, a new sure, image yeah. from... Glossing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It has been mentioned in a bunch of TV shows, or certainly has influenced a bunch of TV shows, but it's probably... It's Probably best known for having inspired the play Rope, um, which was made into a movie by Alfred Hitchcock. Rope,
1: rope. i give you, I'm gonna, this is off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, Rope is shot in what I was gonna say one take, it's probably a one, but it's it's probably three takes. Sorry, not takes. Um, one long, massive scene with no cuts
0: yes it's for four shots
1: yeah it's a brilliant brilliant once you know that fact yeah it just makes it so much so much much more brilliant than it already is obviously but it's so i love stuff like that i love noticing cinematic you know um styles like that but it's just so great is, it, is that true? It's done. Yeah. The whole movie is four. It's done
0: in four seats. Basically, it? Four, four shots.
1: Scenes. Four shots. Four shots, yeah. Because it's not one take. They probably did 700 takes. Yeah, but there would be long takes <laughs> yeah.
0: and then they just edited together the four shots and it's in real time. Yeah, it's very much like a play. It's very much like a play, yeah. It's, it's true to yeah, the play. It so unfolds the play... Basically.
1: in real yeah, time. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the play came out in 1929. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a few years after the crime. Yeah. And then Hitchcock made the movie in, in uh, 1948.
1: Yeah, it's a great film. Really good. Yeah, I thought it was all right. <laughs> well, I'm, to be fair, I'm mainly right. looking at the style of making it. Uh, it could yeah, be, yeah. They could be talking about anything. In terms of
0: cinematography, <laughs> it's great.
1: Yeah. I like anything Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, seems exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, oh, yeah, it's yeah, good, yeah, good Jimmy Stewart in it. Ah. He was wearing large, <laughs> large trousers. As always. Big, big pockets.
0: And that's the most important factor in the podcast. Such was the fashion. <laughs> there are a couple of other movies. I know there's loads of other films. <laughs> Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> just to name but one. <laughs> Throw Mama
1: from the Train. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, there's Compulsion and Swoon. But Two. I can't remember. What, I think his Swoon was just bloody awful and I couldn't keep swoon. watching it.
0: Uh, Leopold tried to stop Compulsion being made. Oh. He said it defamed him. tough to do. He uh, he tried to yeah he tried to get it blocked, but the court ruled against him because he confessed to the crime. So he couldn't argue that his reputation had been injured because he said he did it. (laughs) Yeah, of course. You can't say you did it and then say you can't say I did it. (laughs) You said you did it, so you know. Yeah, yeah. He did it. That's the most notable thing about the film Compulsion. That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've talked about on this episode, then just Google it or something. You can listen to all of our previous episodes on our website, that's www.truecrimediary.co.uk. Please remember to leave a review on your podcast provider if you can, or you can email us, that's stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk. My thanks to and Roo and to all of you for listening, and we'll see you again on next date in our True Crime Diary.